The first commandment says you shall have no other gods before me. But are we sure we know exactly what that means? Because the ancient Hebrew tells us something that is absolutely amazing and is relevant for you today. Hello everyone, I'm Jim Staley, Passion for Truth Ministries, and we're gonna uncover the real meaning of the first commandment, where it says you shall have no other gods before me. So let's turn to Exodus chapter 20, verse two and three. Let's start off with the commandment itself and then we'll uncover how this commandment can really impact our lives today. It says this, it says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. Now what's really important for you to know out of this is there's two major Hebrew words here in this verse. One is the word Lord, all caps, L-O-R-D, anytime you see that in your Bibles, that's the actual proper name of God. That's Yahweh, yod heh vav heh in the, in the Hebrew. When it says your God, that word God there is Elohim. So he says, I'm the Elohim, and then he says, you shall have no other gods, and that word in the Hebrew is Elohim. So he says, I'm Yahweh, your Elohim, you shall have no other Elohim besides me, period. So what is the word Elohim mean? Because it's critical to understand that. In the English, we don't really get it, it because it says gods, but does it really 100% always mean gods? It can actually mean men, it can mean judges. So the original word, it comes from Eloah, which uh, in the plural is Elohim. So Eloah is singular, or El, you might've heard, is singular and that plural is Elohim. So why is Elohim plural? Well, in, it's very similar to the kings and queens of ancient uh, of England. Even today, kings and queens will call themselves in the majestic plural majesty. They'll say, we are going to draw our royal bath, and they're really just talking about themselves. And so the plural of this in Hebrew, okay, is, uh, is, is more the idea of all power and all authority. So God uses the term Elohim uh, as, a, as a kind of letting us know that he has all authority, all power, there's nothing else besides him, that is Elohim. The reality is, is Elohim truly means judge. That's what he is. When you are the supreme one, when you are all authority and there is none besides you, you are the judge. So let's take a look at a few scriptures where it mentions Yahweh being the judge, this Elohim in the form of judge, and see how that connects to us today in the 21st century. Exodus chapter 22, verse 8 says, If the thief is not found, then the master of the house shall be brought to the judges to see whether he has put his hand into his neighbor's goods. That word judges is Elohim. Certainly, it's not talking about bringing them before God. It's talking about bringing them before the local magistrates. And so the word Elohim here is translated as judges. Let's take a look at another one. Exodus chapter 21, verse 6, it says, Then his master shall bring him to the judges. He shall also bring him to the door or to the doorpost, and his master shall pierce his ear with an awl, and he shall serve him forever. And so in this particular scripture, it's talking about uh, the bondservant who becomes a bondservant forever, and he is brought before the Elohim in that case. And so in this context, the word Elohim, again, 
is judges. This is a critical concept, my friends, because at the end of the day, God is saying, I am Yahweh, your judges. You shall have no other judges besides me. Now, when you put it in that context, this is this radically changes the entire meaning of this verse, or I should say it deepens the meaning because of course we should not have any other gods. We're not supposed to worship any other gods. But when you put it in the context of its ancient language uh, and in and cultural historical context, what comes out of that is a far deeper meaning than just serving other gods. Because I don't know very many believers that are serving or worshiping other gods, of course. So the first commandment becomes almost a write-off. It's too easy because we're not going to worship another god. But when you interpret it as beyond worshiping another god and not letting anyone else be your judge, oh, that changes everything, my friend. That brings us to Matthew chapter 7. So let's read that in verse 1 through 5. It says, judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you lack, look at the speck in your brother's eye, but you do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye and look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye and then you'll clearly be able to see to remove the speck from your brother's eye. This is a very uh, popular set of scriptures here in Matthew chapter 7 where it says, don't judge lest you be judged. The reality is here is that when you judge someone, this is connected to the first commandment. When you judge someone, you're becoming their Elohim. And God says, you're not allowed to do that. No one can have an Elohim except for God himself. And so God says, look, don't play God. Don't play... Elohim, don't play judge with your brother. Now, does that mean that you can't call something out? Uh, no, of course not. If something's written in the Word of God, you're not judging. You're just stating, hey, this is what the Word of God says. And in love, you can correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. But judgment is final judgment. You're not allowed to do that. We as believers are not allowed to play God and put ourselves in the position of Elohim unless the Father gives us that authority or that person gives us that authority in their life to keep them accountable and so on and so forth. Let's take a look at Romans chapter 14, verse 4. It says this, Who are you to judge another servant? To his own master he stands or falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand for God is able to make him stand. Look at this, my friends. God is telling us through Paul, the Apostle Paul, to the Church of Rome, in, uh, Church of Rome, we don't have the right to judge. He says, who are you to judge another man's servant? You're not the master. So back off, pray for them, encourage them, and let them be on their own journey. He says, man, God doesn't need you to help them stand. God can make them stand because he is God. He is the Elohim. And so it's better to pray that someone be sensitive to the, to the Spirit of God moving in and around them so they can hear and feel God and know that they're supposed to go left or right. So again, God says, don't put any other people before me. Don't put any other judges before me. You know, at the end, I want to encourage you that the real meaning of this verse is, look, don't let anyone judge you. Don't let them. 
when we fall into the place where we have to dress like like the world because we want to please the world, or we got to drive a certain car, or live in a certain house, or act a certain way, or be on social media like everybody else because if we're not, then we'll be deemed as different. The Father says, don't get your identity from anything or anyone else. If you do, you are putting another Elohim before me. The Father says, I love you with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. He says in Psalms 139, he says, your, in verse 16 and 17, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they were all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God, how great is the sum of them. My friends, look at this. Before we were even formed in the womb, God knew exactly everything that he had planned for you. So why do we spend so much time trying to impress the people that we don't even like, and we spend very little time trying to impress the people that we do, and we spend even less time trying to impress the one that we say that we serve? Did you know that when we try to do those things and we try to keep up with the world and we feel like we gotta do this and do that so that people will like us, Ultimately, we are breaking the first commandment because the original Hebrew meaning of the first commandment is you should not put another judge before him. And when we are trying to please the world, what are we doing? We're letting the world judge us. We're afraid that the world is going to judge us or this person's going to judge us. So we do things to line up to please those people. And the end result is we're putting another God, another Elohim before the true Elohim. So my friends, let your identity be found in the Messiah and nowhere else. Let's keep a path that's straight, a mind that's sober, and let us continually be washed by the water of the Word. I'm Jim Staley with Passion for Truth Ministries. I can't wait to get to the second commandment. We're going to go through all 10. If this video has blessed you, I encourage you to watch this video and this video as well, and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and turn on those notifications so you don't miss a single video that we put out here at Passion for Truth. Until then, I'm Jim Staley, and I'll see you in the next video.